master of the music. Dude, that's cool, man. So, Ben, I got to introduce you, man. Ben Oxley. Am I saying your last name right? Yes, sir. Oh, yes. Yeah, I love I love the uh, the, the the music and tattoos. And I know she do have a few tattoos. Oh, yeah, I got a lot. I'm covered. When, when did you get your first tattoo? When I was 18 and I'm 36 and I hadn't stopped yet. <laughs> <laughs> do you got any tattoos you regret or regret no. getting? No. I put a lot of thought and a lot of time into what I do. That's good. Man, I'm trying to find out how, how we met. I think you, you said you saw some of the Good Company episodes? Yes, and then I also ran into Paul at the uh, last Seven Death show. Paul is awesome, man. Yeah, yes, that's sir. cool that you're friends with him. Yes, sir. So you were uh, you were uh, dealing with cerebral palsy. Am I saying that right? Cerebral. Yeah, you can say, yeah, you can say CP. Just call it CP. CP. So much yeah. easier to say, man. Yeah, I saw, you, I saw you backstage or whatever trying to figure out how to say it. I'm like, dude, just call it CP. It's all good. <laughs> hey, not only you could see me, you could hear me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, just call it CP. <laughs> that's good. My, my friends make up all kind of crazy names for it. <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. They threw me off. Uh, by the way, we should tell everybody, I'm, I'm using StreamYard for the first time. And Ben was uh, watching me and listening to me. What well, I didn't know I was being recorded or watched. <laughs> I'm picking my nose, getting ready. <laughs> it's great, man. It's all good. It's all, it's all good. I love the courage you have, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, of just talking about what you deal with. And I was watching something on YouTube. And you're telling, you're, you're talking to somebody and you're saying something like, you know, kids will come up to you and be like, you know, why, why, is, why do you do this? Or why do you do that? And parents correct correct their kid and say hey don't say that that's rude but nah. you're saying the opposite you're saying no that's good to get questions out there yeah you can come up get questions out hey smack me in the head say what's up man <laughs> I, I like to be i like to be treated normal like i said you know don't let this share fool you man this show gets me in more trouble than people walking dude that that's so awesome man you're, you're so outgoing Thanks. i love that Thanks. When uh, uh, you know, growing up, how did you get into um, you know, you listen to like I'm I don't know if you listen to all kinds of music or do you just yeah. listen to heavy music? No, I listen to all kinds of music, everything from Slipknot to Pantera to Corn to Hank Williams to everything, bro. I'm just a music fan. Oh, that's great. Who did you have somebody that uh got you inspired to listen to certain bands yeah. like Seven Dust or Slipknot? Yeah. Um, actually, believe it or not, it was funny because. I was a really, really huge rap fan and like DMX and Nelly and all that until about 2006. I went to my first corn show and I said, oh, this is over. I went to Family Values. I said, I'm done with rap and never turn rap back on again. I said, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, man. You, when Family Values, they, they, uh, are you talking about the, I think they got back together in what, 2005 and did a, a, a Family Values kind of reunion? Yeah, 2006 and 2007. Oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, was Dep did you see Deftones there? I sure did. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I've seen Deftones twice. Oh, very cool, man. Yeah. So, um, also, I want to talk about this. You have your own YouTube channel. Yes. Um, what I do is I inspire people to also get up out of their chair and move around and do crazy shit. Just have a good time. And also inspire, and you know, people without disabilities come up and talk to people. Watch us do crazy shit, man. I jump out of airplanes, I do all kind of stuff. So I encourage other people without disabilities to 
actually talk to somebody with with a disability, learn from them, and do crazy shit with them. Yeah, absolutely. What's it like jumping out of a plane? It's awesome, man. 14,000 feet at 120 miles an hour. It gets no better. So are you um, are you scared out of your mind, or are you like, just like, let's no. do it? No, I love it. The first time I went skydiving, I wanted to do it for years. So what happened was my sister got me a uh, Christmas present to go skydiving. So she found one guy in at Skydive Georgia in Cedarhound that would do it. He takes people up that have like, you know, veterans and things and people mm -hmm. with CP and things like that. So I was like, let's do it. So we went. I said, hey, man, I said, when we got this plane, I want to do a backflip. I said, let's do it. If we're going to do it. We're going to do it right. He said, all right, man, I got you. So. We ha we hopped out of airplane did a backflip man I loved it I want I didn't want to leave the uh you know the air man I loved it it was so fun actually my camera guy that was following me he actually came down before we did because we were just zooming through the air just having fun. <laughs> What's running through your mind when you're free falling like that? I mean, are you thinking about anything or not dying <laughs> or just yeah, thinking about life? I actually thought about it. I want to do it again. I'm um, <laughs> right. you, you would never believe it, but dude, I'm like people like you're so crazy. How do you jump out of airplanes? I tell people all the time, man, I'm living to die, dude. You're not having fun unless you're living to die. Yeah, I love that. Have you always been that way? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You also you also do you also hunt too, right? Yes. I killed a deer back in two thousand five. I fed it with a twelve gauge slug from seventy five yards by myself. So I have a mount that goes on my chair, and I can pull the gun up and look down the scope of the gun and move it around myself. And I I was on a guided hunt, and the guy, my guide was like, do you want me to shoot that gun? I said, hell no, it's my gun. Give me that gun. And I shot that deer myself. <laughs> Does it make noise? Does the gun make noise when it moves around like that? Are you able to be, is like, quiet no, and all that? It don't move at all. It's, it's on the, um, uh, you ever seen those? I can't think of the name of it, but it's on a, a clip that you tie it in. You tie it with Velcro, and it's got two little arms on the front of it. So it's got like arm. You can move the arm around. So I can do it myself. Oh, it's man. on a C clamp. That's what it's called, C clamp. C clamp. Yes, I got you. Yeah. My father yeah. is a big like hunter, and his basement yeah. looks like my basement, except it has animals all over the walls. Well, yeah. Well, your basement's a lot cooler. <laughs> I gotta have you over sometime, man. Oh yeah, definitely, man. So there's a famous video of you on stage with Slipknot. Yes, man. That's man, I got you, baby. I got you. You're on stage. Look. You're up here, man. You're up here. Yeah.
fuck it. I said, I got to find some clothes or something. Well, he was out with some buddies. He said, bro, all I got is some underwear and that's it. I said, well, hell, I got a tank top and some tennis shoes. I said, just grab me some underwear. They look like shorts, right? So I'm over there getting changed, and he basically traded this guy a thing of pot for a pit ticket. He's like, bro, you want to go in the pit? I said, fuck yeah. I said, I'm in my manual chair. We can get there easy. So I'm like, how are we going to do this? Because, you know, I didn't know what the restrictions were for people in wheelchairs because, you know, in the pit, like when it gets crowded, you're on the floor. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, let's just go. So we roll in, they open up the door, and I'm sitting there having that because it was they were on tour with uh bullet from my Valentine and my guy. So I'm like, oh let's go, dude. So we're having a good time. I said, hey man, so this guy, one thing you need to know about people with CP and disabilities, when you go to a concert, people aren't used to seeing this. And this is one reason why I do what I do and why I want to talk to you. It's because, yeah, it's cool that we're a celebrity and we have all these people around us and want to do all this shit for us and do all this cool stuff. I'm like, all right. So this guy walks up to me and we're having a good time. So I said, hey, I want to go crowd surfing. He goes, you want to go crowd surfing? I said, yeah, pick me up out of my chair. So I went crowd surfing during, during Bullet from my Valentine. Went flying across the arena. They're picking me up and they lift me up. I'm flying across the arena. So I get down in my chair and the dude's like, hey, man. I want to take you on stage. I said, really? I said, let's let's fucking do this shit. He's like, and my buddy was like, nah, bro. Because one thing about me, I'm crazy. If you tell me you want to do something, and I'm down to do it, we'll do it. <laughs> so he's like, hey, bro. He's like, I want to take you on stage. And my buddy looked at me and said, nah, bro. He said, if anybody takes you on stage, it's going to fucking be me. Nobody else is doing this shit. I said, all right. So I was he's like, man, you really want it? Because I had to convince him because I don't know, man. That's kind of crazy, bro. They're yeah. all kind of pyro and technos and tech, uh, you know, all that shit. He's like, bro, yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know about that. I'm like, bro, we only live once. And he's like, fuck it. I'm going to take you on stage. So they go to the uh, security guard working the gate, right? The, you know, the barricade right there. Well, they go and talk to him for about, I say about 20 or 30 minutes. He comes back. So my buddy slips him $20 to let us go past the barricade to get up on stage oh. so they have this bright idea now i'm in the manual chair i can't move myself at all so they have this bright idea that they're gonna pick the chair up and throw it over the rail i said fuck it let's go i'm gonna do whatever so when they go to pick the chair up and they throw it go to throw it over the rail my wheels come off the chair i'm on the ground i said hey 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 <laughs> motherfucker i'm on the ground he goes you're on the ground. Oh, shit. So I said, you got to pick me up, man. He goes, oh, shit. So the lights come back on. But they get scared because that's how they dropped the chair. I left that part out. The lights were off at this okay. time. But the lights come back on. And the dudes that were picking me up got scared. And the chair fell off the wheels. So I'm like, hey, man, you got to uh-huh. pick me up. Well, the guy that we paid 20 bucks to get me over the rail had went on uh, – he had went on break or whatever. So when they go to, my buddy was like, fuck it, grab him up and just take him over there. So the security guard that was on the other side of the rail, the other guy on the other side, saw them grabbing me and tried to carry me over the rail. He grabbed me. He goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting on stage, motherfucker. That's what I'm doing because I was drunk. And he goes, you're not getting on stage. I said, yes, I am. Well, about that time, Sid comes down off the DJ booth. He's like, dude, are you okay? I said, yeah, I'll get, 
I'm getting on fucking stage. He goes, you're fucking crazy. So he jumps up <laughs> on stage. And my buddy was like, what are we going to fucking do? So I had four of them with me. So the guy that threw me, that tried to pick up the chair, I said, dude, y'all just hold on a second. So they tried to grab me up by my arms and feet and carry me over the rail, carry me up the steps. Well, my other buddy that was grabbing my legs, he got grabbed by security. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, dude, we're getting on stage. So my buddy that had me at the top, he grabbed me. I said, oh, my foot, my foot. He said, fuck your foot, motherfucker. We're going on stage. And about that time, we run across the stage. And so I didn't know this at the time. This all, but it makes sense because you know what happened with John back and all that. They gotta have yes. security. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. happen. That yeah. happened. Well, I forgot about that part. So I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was Corey Taylor, security guard, or whatever. Well, I'm laying on my back. I'm having a good time. I'm laying on my back. Corey, uh, clown came off the stage. Off where he was at, he was giving me five. I'm looking at him dead eye. He's giving me five. He'd give me drumsticks. We're having a good time. Oh, sick. Well, about that time, I don't know if it was Corey Taylor's security guard or something, came up behind me and was trying to beat me off the stage. He was trying to beat me off the stage. My buddy is pushing me on the stage. He said, motherfucker, he's going on stage. And they were like, hey, you, because they were punch me. He's like, hey, motherfucker, you can't be punching him. He's got CP. He's got CP. Stop. And I'm, I don't know what's going on, so I'm just chilling, having a good time. And my buddy is pushing me on the stage. And about that time, his Corey Taylor security guard got a hold of me, and they couldn't push me anymore. Well, when he punched me one last time, Whoa, I fell he, where did he, Hold on. Stop, stop. Like, what did he punch you? He said you actually punched you? Yeah, he hit me. But I was so drunk, I didn't know what was going on. He hit me. When he hit me, I fell off the stage. And I said, hey. I mean, I hit. I fell six foot off the stage. Right? I hit the concrete. I said, hey. And I didn't know what was going, going on. I thought I was about to either die or break my neck. I said, well, here we go. So <laughs> I hit the ground, and I think I'm getting trampled on. Because, you know, at concerts, it gets crazy. I mean, they were doing psychosocial, so people were going wild. So I'm like, oh, shit, I'm either going to die or I'm going to hit the ground and I'm not going to be able to get back up, which I can't get back up anyway. So I was really ready to fucking die. So about that time, I said, hey, 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 motherfuckers, give me my chair back. I don't know how this happened, but by the grace of God, my other buddy was standing on stage with me. And the other two buddies that were with me, they were fighting police. Like, there was police running everywhere. They were fighting police, getting pushed out the backstage door. And about that time, the security grabbed me up, threw me on stage, and they said, okay, you can sit on stage for two songs. My drunk ass kept asking, am I going to meet Corey Taylor? Am I going to meet Corey Taylor? (laughs) And they said, you can sit up here for two songs. And then I left. Well, they jerked my chair out from underneath me. Like, they didn't jerk it, but they pulled me off stage. I left, and I'm sitting there by the, by the backstage, by the tour buses, and the guy comes out there and goes, hey, whose fucking idea was this? I said, it was my motherfucker. Why did you come over to me? He said, well, I didn't know who. He said, I didn't know who fucking I did this shit was. It's not fucking cool. I said, and my buddy is drunk. So 
He's yelling at cops. He's yelling at them like a motherfucker. Like, he's got CP. You can't do that shit. Fuck you. Blah, blah, blah. So all this shit's going on. They're cousin each other. So my buddy, one of my buddies was a lieutenant in the prison system. So he was like trying to figure things out. And we're like, bro, calm down, calm down. So they had to call his lieutenant who was on duty to say, hey, bro, if they don't, if you don't fucking stop, you're going to get fucking locked up. They're about to lock you up, locked all yeah. y'all. So we got him calmed down. I don't know what happened at that point because I'm so amped up from what just happened to me. I don't know what the hell's going on. So the security guy came up to me. They talked for a second. They said, look, um, y'all are all going to have to be locked up. I said, look, bro. I said, if you lock them up, I have no fucking way to get home and nobody to fucking pick me up. So you're not going to lock me up because if you lock me up, we all got to go. What the fuck am I going to do? He was like, all right, bro. After like 15, 20 minutes of talking, he said, look, that's what I'm going to do. He said, I'm taking everybody's fucking ID and y'all are all banned from this fucking arena for a year. I said, yes, sir. Let us fucking go. So we went back out to the car and listened to the rest of the concert so we could hear it outside. And all these people, when I came, when they came out, all them people that were in that concert knew who the fuck I was. They no said, way. Oh, huh? Yeah. They said, no oh. way. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. They said, oh, you're that motherfucker that was on stage one I said, fuck yeah, that was me. So all these people are going crazy. That's that guy that was on stage. That's that guy right there that was on stage. What the fuck? So I got like three t-shirts and all kind of shit, man. It was fucking crazy. And I, I, I've always wanted to tell Corey Taylor that stories because he looked at me like he, me and him looked dead in the eye for like two seconds. He looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I, I, I wanted to tell him, you know, I didn't mean no harm to you. All I wanted to do was get next to you, stay with you, and rock out on stage. And, man, that was my moment, you know, back in the 90s when the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine jumped off the stage at the MTV Awards or some shit. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, well, fuck, if, you know, the Slipknot can do crazy shit like Clown can set itself on fire. I said, if they see me jump on stage, they'll love that shit. And then Corey <laughs> Taylor will want to hang out with me and get to know me, and he want to fucking rock out. You know what I'm saying? Like, all I want to do was headbang with him and, you know, hear him tell these crazy stories about how this guy was in a wheelchair jumping on stage with him. But that's clearly <laughs> not what happened. So, yeah. I got my ass beat by security at Lakewood, and they told me not to come back for a year. What's it? Uh, who was filming, man? That, that was that's where it's at. You had a buddy that recorded everything. Uh, well, I didn't have a buddy that recorded everything because they were trying to figure out what was going with security and the angle he was at. You can see a shadow of them grabbing my arms and my feet and walking me up the stage. But after that, that's all you see. But um, I did send you the video of when I was actually on stage with the security or whatever. That's what you saw. Yes, that's cool, man. I may have to yeah. insert it into this this uh, interview. Absolutely. So, yeah, if Corey Taylor's watching this, man, it hit me up. Let's, let's do something about it. Let's talk about it and put it in a fucking crazy video or something. Yeah, I'll try to get him to see this, man. That's really yeah. cool. What's better than – what's better, skydiving or uh, being on stage with Slipknot? Drunk being, and <laughs> being, on stage, being on stage with Slipknot because, like, dude, like, I do it with a lot of like, I have dealt with a lot of depression and stuff, and like, you know, life does get me down, but I don't let it stop me. But man, 
when I actually listen to music, I if I wasn't in a chair or I wasn't like this, I would be playing music and be touring and all kind of shit. So, and I've actually tried to start my own band promotion company and all kind of stuff. So, I actually like to work behind the scenes of music. And um, I don't know if you remember when Project 961 was here. I got to know yes. them well. Yep. So I, I used to go up to the studio when they would record, when Knox would record at night. I used to go up there and hang out with him. And I used to, like, go to concerts. They would see me, and I'd get, like, free water and shit. And so, yeah. Uh, going back to uh, this uh, catheter thing you're saying, how many beers can, can one catheter hold at one time? This is I important information. We got to know this, man. I don't know, but that's a good question. It'll I mean, you me fill it up brim right i mean this, this oh yeah like oh yeah I, you know this bag is strong you can hold probably about a 12 pack in there you know a funny story about me too i'm all about you know being independent but i'm like fuck it i'm not paying for beer so funny thing was you know they won't let you have any beer in there on you know at lakewood not me i fill my urinal up with beer and i go in there with it oh it's just pee dude that's all it is and I'm like, uh. okay, okay you can go on through so and then I've uh, I've actually bought a whole twelve pack of beer in there with me, and my buddy was like, "Yeah, it's just this CPAP machine, and it's all good." <laughs> yeah, man, you got some perks, man. You get you get like perfect parking. Um, the cops can't take you away because <laughs> they're gonna take everybody with them. Exactly, man. I've been at Lakewood <laughs> before and been on, like one time I was out there. You know, they won't let you come back out. They won't let you go back out once you go in. And I, I told him, that's the dude, because I had to go get my men. I said, dude, if you don't let me go out of this gate, I'm about to fucking freak out on you. You don't want to see that. So I made myself shake and act like I was about to freak the fuck out. So I said, ah, I backed up the gate. I said, ah, and I, and I slammed in the gate as hard as I could. He said, go, go, go. So I went back to the car, got my medicine, and then... After I got my medicine, I got more beer and then sold all the beer for t-shirt money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So um another thing, you got a, a diff you got a nonprofit by the horns thing you're doing, right? Can you talk yeah, a little bit about that? It's me and my sister. So basically what we're doing is pretty much everything I've talked to you about, we're all about teaching people with disabilities how to eliminate their disability as well as uh, eliminate the gap between people with and without disabilities and teach them that hey just because someone has a disability don't mean you can't hang out with them don't mean you can't have a good time with them and you know back to what you said about you know people being scared and young kids or mothers or whatever that's the whole point about the horns is to show people without disabilities that it doesn't take much to get to know someone like me. All you got to do is just go to a concert, hang out with me, have a good time. And then once you get to know me, that is actually by you conversating with me, then you realize there's no gap between our disability or, you know, our abilities and stuff like that. You realize that we're both, we're all the same and we're both, you know, we all have the same hopes and dreams as everybody. It doesn't matter about the disability. It's just all about engaging with somebody and getting to know them for who they are. Because once you realize, you realize that we all have the hopes, the same hopes and dreams as anyone else. I love that. You know, I, I, when you were saying that, I was thinking also, like, it would be so cool if you guys 
you know, you're doing these interviews on YouTube. If you actually did an interview with like, with uh, like maybe a, a, a kid or somebody or anybody that's curious about what you have and just be like, no judgment here. Just ask me anything. Yeah. I think that'd I, be so cool. Yeah. If you go back on my YouTube, I actually done that with my neighbor who didn't know nothing about disabilities. And we talked about how, you know, my hands move and how he really works with me to get, you know, do a good handshake and stuff like that. Because he always told me, you know, you have a firm handshake and you, you talk well and you speak well, then people will treat, you know, they won't see the disability. And another cool part about me, you said something about tattoos. Well, that's why I get tattooed is because I want people to see past my chair. So I use oh, cool. the, the concept of having tattoos because once you see my tattoos, you open up about disability. You know, after you talk about tattoos, you're like, so what is your disability? So then I'm able to educate them about what I go through and how, you know, how similar our life is. And I really took the idea of being covered in tattoos by Travis Barker because he's one of my favorite drummers. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use his concept of trying to be the best drummer he can by being covered in tattoos and not getting a job. I'm going to use that same energy and get covered in tattoos so people have to talk to me. Yeah, man, that's a great point. So are you guys going to be doing this by the horns? Did you say this is going to be like a – you guys going to have like create a website or is this going to be a social media platform? Yeah, we have Facebook, um, we have Instagram and we have uh, YouTube. So we do stuff on YouTube. We videoed us camping. We videoed my mom and my sister went on a hot air balloon. So it's just all about getting out there and encouraging others to live their dreams and do what they want to do through watching us. And we just hope that through watching us, you want to be a part of what we're doing and live your dreams. I love it, man. That that's that's a beautiful thing. I'm excited to uh, to visit and check it out. You guys need a, a fancy T-shirt or something I can wear, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give you. I'll send you. Uh, I have stickers and I'll send you some T-shirts. I'll pay wear. for this too. I don't want it. I'm not a freebie. I'll just say it'd be cool to have something like that, you know? No, no. We are, we already have it. That's why I have it. I have it for people like you, so you can get on podcasts like this and talk to other musicians and. You know, one of my biggest goals and one of the reasons why I get tattooed also is because I'm a big fan of, of music and I'm also big into my faith and big into Christianity. So my aunt and uncles were out. Well, my aunt actually was like, you don't need to get tattoos. It said that, you know, in the Bible, you can't get tattoos. Well, then when Brian had Wilch came out about his faith and he said that God spoke to him about getting tattoos. And so I said, that's what I can do. I can use my, you know, show my faith through my tattoos. So he has also been a really big inspiration to me too, to, you know, explore yourself with tattoos, but do it in a tasteful way to represent God and who you are. That's a beautiful thing. That's amazing. Um, I, I love that. And I love that you have faith like that. I do too. Um, I've had Brian Welch on the show a couple of times and he yeah. was such a cool down there dude. Yes, I've actually uh, I seen that episode where it was you, him, and Morgan, and it was actually funny because on the podcast I thought it was hilarious. I laughed for ten minutes after he said I had to go shit. I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's, that's funny. I, I was glad you left that in there because it was so hilarious. And then after that, I really <laughs> want to. I really been pushing to meet him and you know actually talk to him. I want to talk to him like I'm talking to you, but like, what's up, man? So it's always been a big, you know. I've always wanted to go backstage and hang with the guys at Corn and see what they do, you know? 
Yeah. Do you reach out to any of these guys on on uh, like yes, Instagram I, or anywhere? Actually, I do. But you know, uh, one thing about my sister and what she tells me, I'm trying to do it creative ways because you know, with these uh, Instagram and things like that, you know, they're over. You know, they get a lot of messages, so it may yes. not always go to them. So, yeah, because my sister actually, not to get off subject and talk about my no, sister. No, 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 no. But she actually has went viral on Instagram. I don't know if you remember the guy that got paid in pennies and the oil. It was here. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I got to check that out. That That's my sister's husband. And she posted one video on Instagram and it instantly went viral. And he had wow. like inside, inside edition and all kind of stuff. All these people trying to call him to do stuff. And that's what kind of strays me away from going to Instagram because I know Brian will never really see it. You know what I'm saying? But he's so, true, true. It's so crazy. But yeah, I try to reach out um, to anybody I can. I reached out to Morgan a few times because, like I was saying the other day or yesterday, Morgan actually grew up with my aunt. He, when he was in Steph Kitty, my aunt was a Steph model. Kitty. Yeah, my aunt was a model at the time. So they hung out actually way before he was famous because she dated his best friend. So she was like, yeah, Morgan always wanted me to be the singer of the group and all kind of stuff. So, yeah. Oh, did uh, he remember? Yeah. He he remembers my aunt. Yeah, every time he sees her, he remembers. Because when I was at the Tabernacle last time, we actually went by the buses and we parked right there. And we didn't have no backstage pass or not because, you know, it's so hard to get into it. Yeah. So he came walking down the steps and she, he, she said, Morgan. And he was on the phone. And he pointed at it and said, yeah, I remember you. So we got to come over there, have a conversation and talk and stuff. And that was my second time meeting him because I went with his best friend at the time. He actually flew in from California and I got to go and meet Morgan and actually have a little bit of time with him. It wasn't much. Uh, funny story. Actually, going back to, you know, CP and disabilities, you know, one of the hardest part for us to go to shows and to get interact like this is having transportation because transportation mm, yeah. is very, very hard to come by. So right now my van is actually, it's not running. So I can't really go anywhere. Luckily I have a caregiver that gets me and puts me in the other car we have. But if other people don't have that van and that transportation, they can't go. My van has a blown head gasket right now. And the reason why I bring that up is because when I went to see Morgan the first time at Seven Dust, I was going to get to hang out with the whole band, you know, get on the bus and stuff, because sometimes Morgan's friend would ride the bus to the show with them, to the, you know, to hang oh, out cool. with for a little bit. So he actually flew in. So I was actually going to get to hang out with Morgan, the whole band. I was set up to meet with John. Well, during the show, he actually got the missing. I'm like, what the hell? Where is he at? He didn't come see us the whole time. He's like, bro, if you need a drink, just let me know. I'll be right here. So we could never find him. I'm like, what the hell? So we go out there and tell Morgan that he's gone or whatever. You know, we can't find him. He's like, well, tell him I said bye or whatever. So I go. Now, this is another crazy story. I go in the VIP room because we had three drinks. So my aunt goes to grab a drink, and this girl is laying across the pool table. And she said, come here, baby. I said, okay. <laughs> so, so she proceeds to jump in my chair and drive me around. Mind you, I can't see shit. She's did, she, did she look good, or could you not yeah, see if yeah. she looked no, attractive? Gets, hold on. The story gets better. Okay, so I'm sorry. She, 
she's driving my chair around, right? So she proceeds to pull her top down in front of everybody in the VIP lounge where all these people are. She pulls her titties out and puts her titties, puts my hands on her titties and proceeds to steal my aunt's drink and drink her drink and go over and get the bartender and start licking, licking on the bartender's stomach. And oh, my gosh. Her boyfriend is standing there and like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so we go to leave to find my aunt's friend, Morgan's friend. We can't find him anywhere. When we find out he got mistaken for somebody else that was at the show, the exact identity, everything, he got in trouble, and they said he caused the fight. This guy does not – he don't fight nobody. All he wanted to do was show me a good time, meet Seven Dust, and have a good time. So we had to uh, – we couldn't find the keys to the car anywhere. I'm talking nowhere, bro. I mean, they were nowhere. So my aunt's like, what the hell are we going to do? I'm like, I don't fucking know. At this point, I'm like, shit, what are we going to do? There's nobody to help us. The cop proceeds to tell us to get a cab. I'm like, bro, how the fuck are we going to get a cab? I'm in a big power chair. There's no way we're getting a cab. So my aunt walks around for a good 20 to 30 minutes. And I have to use the restroom because at this point in time, I didn't use a catheter because we didn't know about it. So I go in the bathroom. We slip and fall in the bathroom. <laughs> about oh, no. bust, yeah, about bust my head open on the toilet. So I use the bathroom. We come back out. We can't find him nowhere. Luckily, and then finally they say, "Oh, your friend went to jail." We're like, "Oh shit!" So he, we have to go down to the, somebody. Had, the cop went down to jail to get all the keys and everything. His backstage pass was in there. Everything else was in there, but not the keys. Oh, so no. we're like, what are we going to do? So my aunt was trying to figure out how to get the keys from the van. So she's like, maybe I can use a tree stick and we can get the keys in there. So I didn't leave that venue until 6 o'clock in the morning, bro. Oh, my like, gosh. Yeah, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go get something to eat. So we're sitting there watching the sun come up at the Waffle House at 6 a.m. in the morning. And the keys were in our damn book bag the whole time. No way. Yeah, they were my book bag the whole time, bro. It was so crazy. <laughs> but I do have to say I enjoyed it because, you know, it's back when they were on. It was dope and black labels. So black labels. Oh, yeah. Wow. So I, yeah. Got this, I got to sit five foot away from, uh, from Zach and watch him play guitar. And I went to say hey to him. And, you know, because we're all backstage. And he was like, move the fuck out of the way. I'm late because he was talking to a bunch of people. It was just me. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm not getting his way. He's late. So he ran on stage, and I get, I didn't get to meet him, but I always wanted to, you know, say what's up to him, too. But I had a bunch of people come up to me and talk to me about how nice he was. And I listened to uh, the Osborne podcast they just came out with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I listened to Zach, um, to Ozzy and, uh, you know, Jack and Kelly all the time. And sharing, I'm like, man, it would be really be cool to meet, you know, Zach and talk to him. And, you know, so every time they talk about Zach and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I think about the time that I actually got pushed out of the way by Zach. <laughs> man, these stories are great. Uh, I would love, I can't wait for your podcast and hearing you, you know, interact with people. And, and that's, uh, I think a lot of people like to hear it. Yeah, it's called, it, um, you have a Spotify account, and this is something you might help with, because I have it on Spotify, but I don't know how to get it out um, 
to where it can be on every platform. I think my sister knows how to do it, but it's called Getting Crazy with Crazy Wheels. And it talks about everything from the story with Slipknot to concerts to just my struggles with depression and how I overcome it. So you literally get an inside view of what I go through day in and day out. And um, one day I was super depressed and I was just down on myself. And I was like, man, I got to record this. Like I was literally telling you what I was feeling and how it feels to be depressed. Mm -hmm. And then I share, but I did it because I was in a documentary called Six Thousand Waiting. And what it was about was it was about the Medicaid system and how it only takes 49 cents a day to take care of someone to get them out of institutions. And when I was filming that documentary, it was me and there's me. I'm the fun guy. I was the guy that was jumping out of airplanes, you know, showing people yes. all the cool all the cool stuff you can do. And then you had a guy who was one of my good friends who was stuck in a nursing home. And he's been there for about eight, nine years now. And once you're stuck in this system, it's hard to get out. And really? so, and the reason why I say that is because during that time of filming the documentary, the director was like, be real, just be yourself. Don't hold back. Don't people want to see honesty. They want to see what you're really like. So you know me, I, I I really honed in on that. And I really, I love acting. I love the camera. I love documentaries. So I really honed in on what he said. And from that point on, I said, you know what? I got to remember what the director said. Be real, be honest, be raw. So that's why I sat down and literally recorded a podcast episode about what I was feeling and how I was depressed. I love it. So is depression something you do with uh a lot or is that just kind of come and go because I've, I've dealt with that in the past before with anxiety and depression or do you deal it, with anxiety too or because some of those are yeah, yes. kind of similar it comes and goes um back when i was about 20 years uh probably about 16 17 i didn't really struggle with depression because i had all kind of friends around and we were always doing something you know we were, you know, being partying and getting, you know, crazy like any other teenager. Like we're, one time my dad left the house. He's like, right, I'll be back in a little bit. Y'all don't do that crazy. Well, my mom's best friend was watching the house and watching me and my friend. She's like, all right, I'm going to leave. And I'll be back in about an hour. I said, oh, you, I talked to myself, you fucked up. Because when she left, I called, <laughs> I called everybody I knew. I was like, hey, man, I said, let's park in the back and we're going to have a party. So when my dad got home, there was like 20 people in my, oh, back, no. in my backyard. He said, where the fuck did all these cars come from? <laughs> I said, I don't know, bro. And so it's funny because I have to have assistants going to the bathroom. So you got to pick me up and put me on the toilet if I don't have my catheter on. So we're all drunk as shit. And we're all having a good time. So all these people are in the bathroom because they're taking pictures of my cousin putting me on the toilet drunk. And I'm trying to hold myself up on the toilet because I'm drunk. So he grabs me between my legs, trying to hold hold me up between his legs and my head, trying to pull on my pants. And my dad came in there and said, what the fuck are you, are you doing? He said, John. John, I'm just trying to put him on the toilet. It's okay. He said, <laughs> he said, y'all fucking pissed me off. Got all these fucking cars in my driveway. And I drove six hours from North Carolina. I got to deal with this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, it was quite funny. But, I mean, and the reason why I say that is because back at that time, I didn't have a lot of depression because I had a lot going on. I had friends. I had, 
But back when it come to college age and stuff like that, you know, when you go to college and you go to the next step of life, I didn't have that because whenever you're in the system, you're in the school system, they want to help you. They want to do everything for you because they have to by law. But once you get out, they don't have to do shit for you. They don't have, they don't have to find you a job. They don't have to do anything. So that's when I started getting depressed is when all my friends left to go to college and then the next phase of their life. And I'm just sitting here like what I do now. I didn't have a caregiver at the time because I didn't have what they call the Medicaid waiver. And the Medicaid waiver is money that the government gives, you know, the state of Georgia gives the individuals with disabilities. If you, if you qualify, they give you money to make goals to, you know, reach the next step of your life. And so before I got that, I would actually sit at home and wait for my mom to go to Walmart just so I could get out of the house. And like I told them in the documentary, I said, what kid, at, you know, 19, 20 year old wants to sit at home and wait for his mom to go to Walmart just to get out of the house? So mm-hmm. that's, that's actually another reason why we created By the Horns is so that we can get these people out in the community and get them living again as well as teach other people without disabilities to be their friend and make a connection and a friendship to where they can have friends to where like if i get to know you at about the horns and i'm like hey scott you want to go see uh, uh corn tomorrow or next week or next month you're like yeah man i know you you know you're used to me so you pick me up in the car and we go see corn and shit mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, dude that yes i love that I, that that's uh you partying with your friends is pretty funny man i think Feel like they, you need to have your own reality show on these kind of moments, you know? Yes, that's actually what the uh, the director of the documentary said. He's like, "Hey, man, can we film that?" I was like, "Nah, bro, I don't think they want to film the documentary. It is a funny story, <laughs> but we're trying to, you know, create a, you know, we're spreading the message here. Well, I would love to film that for YouTube or something, but not for this." He's like, "Man, you're fucking awesome, bro." Yeah, and another thing uh, is, uh, it takes so much work to go to the bathroom. I, I just figured maybe you'd smoke weed and just give alcohol up, you know. So you wouldn't uh, have to piss too much. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really drink that much anymore, but I do smoke a little weed from time to time because it relaxes the muscles and it relaxes, you know, it helps me relax. Because one thing about CP is your muscles are very tense and, you know, uh, there is some mental delay sometimes because, like, sometimes if you tell me a joke, I'll be like, Huh, wait a second, what? And then I'll figure out that, ha, that's funny as shit. So all my <laughs> friends say I got like a five second delay. And it's funny that you bring up deer hunting because a lot of loud noises and pops don't, they affect our muscles. It's called acute syndrome. Hmm. So when the effects of deer hunting, whenever I deer hunt, I don't focus on the gun because I'm focused on the deer and what I'm doing. And it really helps, you know, control the mind and what I, you know, helps me control my muscles and stuff. Wow, man. Um, do you have? Can you do you do you play like play games to 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 strengthen your your brain and stuff like that? Does that help? Uh, no, actually, I just I just listen to music and I'm very creative and I love doing interviews like this and I love you know listening to music and I'm always talking to people about different ways to get out there. I'm I'm actually a lot of the brains behind behind the. Uh, by the horns i'm i'm the brains behind it as my sister mm. said you know i come up with all these connections and i you know i really want to tell this story about slipknot and get my you know story out there and educate people about disabilities and i've been watching your podcast for a long time and finally i said you know what i told my caregiver i said let's let's hit up scott Bowen. let's start doing some networking and see what we can do and that's how it all came about 
Yeah, man. I want to definitely try to get your name out there. I was thinking a, a good person also you should talk to is Mikey from the band Islander. He yeah. helped me get so many people, and he was just amazing. I mean. I love Islander. I've been listening to them since day one. You should. He, they, he would probably be on your podcast, man. That'd be cool to see you guys have a conversation. Mikey's a really, really cool guy. Awesome. Yeah, but I'd love to help network, man. I, I'm glad that uh, you're on the show too, man. This means a lot to me. Well, it's well, cool. Thank you. thank you, man. It means a lot to me. You know, you're the first podcaster that actually really reached out to me that really wanted to do something. Like, this is cool. Let's do it. Yeah, dude. I was thinking about that too the other day because, um, you know, you sent me an email, and I usually I've had requests on emails, and I'm usually I don't respond to them. But with yours, I mean, you you hit me like with the, the way you worded everything. It just caught my eye right away, and I was like, whoa, this is this is really cool. Yeah, man, I'm on, I'm on a serious mission, and anybody can help, you know, with with the glory of God and putting God first, and really getting out there and showing my love for music and people, man. I think I think we can, me and you and other people can really make a difference and make a change. Yeah, dude, I love to help, man. I love to to keep, stay in contact, man. I love to try to help you. For sure, for sure. Yeah, but I'd love to come to the house, and you know, I've even thought about, you know, like if it would be cool with you and the musician that you have coming in for a podcast. I would love to just sit back in the back and just see how you do things from that end, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, next and, time we have one, we'll try to work that out. That'd be cool. And see what life is like on the other side and get to know them. Really, you know, I'll bring you some stickers and a T-shirt. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And I'll hook you up too, man. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Dude, this has been a blessing to have you on the show, man. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank I like you. how you got to be entertained for the first 10 minutes of me uh, picking my nose. and. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Uh, one, thing, one thing I do want to say is I don't want to say too much about it, but I'm also working on a project with Georgia Tech to do a film project to get the students more involved with people with disabilities. Well, I actually have a, a meeting with the lead of uh, communication and uh, TV tomorrow about a film project that I want to do there as well. That's amazing, man. Oh, that's so cool. Did you reach out to him? Or like, how did that, how did that yeah. happen? No, I just reach out to myself, man. I'm, I'm networking is what I do. Speaking is what I do. Man. I want to like, dude, for real. When I was like in the, like, I didn't know nothing about rock. Like I said, in 2006, it was all rap for me, but dude, I, I shit you not. I would li literally listen to 90s alternative. I would listen to project 961 turned down at night, really low. And I would hear them songs in my head, dude. I was just that passionate. I would listen to Deftones, and I would see myself sitting on the side stage with them in my head, and I would picture myself working for them as a drum tech or a roadie or something. Like I would picture myself Dude. getting close to them and knowing them. So, yeah. Whatever You're I manifesting do, it. You're just building it up in your head. You know, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you know when uh, – I don't know if you remember the Project Homegrown when it, it was here. It when, sounds familiar. Uh, but you talking about the radio station? Yeah, 105.3 The Buzz. My cousin was actually – did you ever hear the band Accelerate? They got kind of big. It was kind of like a rap rock group. It was kind of uh, like Lincoln. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, it was Lincoln Park on steroids. So I did a lot of promoting for them, and I did a lot of promoting for uh, – I don't know if you heard of Project Independent, but it was like this nationwide tour with nothing but metal bands. And they would actually have a contest where people got to pick the band that they wanted to go on tour for like two months. And they had these different bands you could listen to and you had to vote on them. 
well, I got to know that guy really well. And he was like, dude, you want to help me book a show? And it didn't work out. But he actually was going to let me go out and find bands to help him book the, help him book the showcase for Atlanta. It, they used to play it. They used to do it at Breakers Music Hall. I don't know if you remember that venue, but it was a while back. No, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I need you to, like, promote some good company, man. Oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> I don't all the the thing you sent me on uh Facebook yesterday, I I came up with a whole post like what I said was all me. That I just, oh wow man, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I feel like I have you know I have I feel like I was created to promote and bring people together. Man, I want some of your uh some of your um you're so outgoing, man. I need some of that, dude. You inspire uh, people, man. You you inspire me. Thank you. Well, I watch a lot of DJs and like I don't know if you listen to Octane and stuff, but I yeah, watch yeah. I watch their videos and I watch how they do things and I watch other people interview. Like I I don't know if you do this, but when you interview, I can be listening to you and think about the next question I'm gonna ask based on what you're saying as you're saying. Yeah, yeah I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that. And I mean it's a skill because you gotta you you gotta do two things at once, listen and yeah. come up with your next thing. Oh, and last thing, um you were asking you were telling me about um, getting your you, you're using Spotify. I use a a program called this is just one of a, a, that I use called Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout, and it's yeah, yeah. And so what you do is you know you pay them once a month. You pay them like uh like once a month, monthly or, or or yearly. But they they shoot your your podcast to all platforms. Awesome. So like every every place that has a that you can listen to a podcast, your your podcast will pop up there. I think that might be the one my sister was talking about because she didn't mention mention something like that. So that oh, might it's be, great. So you just upload it one time and then it, it goes everywhere. That's Every awesome. But I'll I'll definitely send you the link to my podcast, and if you want to link it underneath the episode, I haven't done anything in like uh, a while because like I, I don't know if you saw my message, but I'm trying to find uh, a way to use a noise canceling microphone to have a pod mic. But I have to buy the processor with it. I'm not sure about what to buy and things, so I don't want to buy the wrong thing. But I didn't realize when my sister bought me the microphone that we had to have the processor. But, yeah, I want to continue doing it. I got, like, seven episodes on my own. I just sat in my room and I edited it all myself. Wow. Man, that's that's awesome. Is, does editing come easy to you, or did you have to – with, with a podcast, yes. But with video, no. I hate editing <laughs> video. So when we started by the horns and my sister, I'll edit the video. I said you can have all the all the video editing you want, but a lot of <laughs> a lot of the videos on my personal YouTube channel, I edited myself. Hmm, that's cool. Very cool, man. Hey, well, hey Ben, man, I appreciate you being on the podcast. This means a lot. I know a uh, lot of people are gonna be excited to hear your Slipknot story. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah, like I said, anybody who wants to talk to me, you can. Uh, I know you got me on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Anybody can hit me up anytime. I'm down to talk to anybody anywhere, anytime. Yeah, I'll try to add all the links so people can send you messages. And I'm going to try to reach out to a couple people and, and see if you can interview them or they can help you out, man. That'd be cool. Awesome. Thank you. And, uh, man, I, I appreciate it again, Ben. This is awesome. Yeah, thank you, man.